Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're here to share some stories about being married with a business. Yep, because that's what we are. We are. We're married with a business. So, Allison, how are you doing this week? We're good. Something super fun that we've been doing since the kids have been back in school is we have been watching Banana Land. And for those of you guys who don't know it, it's a show all about the Savannah Bananas. It's kind of a behind the scenes look. And we were lucky enough to get to meet Jesse and Emily Cole, who own the Savannah Bananas, last season when in episode 10. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should. And you should watch Banana Land. Yeah, you should go back and listen to that episode. Uh, Jesse and Emily, super energetic. I mean, what Jesse, uh, his energy, what he brings uh, to the podcast was amazing. So it was a really good time. If you get a chance, go back and check out that episode. And Emily doesn't know this, but we're friends. I feel like we're friends now. It was great to talk to them. It's great to watch the show and see how they're running their business. Um, I follow her on social media. They're just a wonderful couple who are doing some great things and really living their core values. Yeah, so check that out. Uh, season 3, episode 10 of our podcast uh, with Jesse and Emily Cole. And check out Banana Land. It's on ESPN+. Plus. If you have Hulu, if you have any of those, that's where you usually can find it. Uh, so check out Banana Land on ESPN. That's really that's really cool for them. Allison, this week, we're going to talk about our team a little bit in the sense of how we kind of, or what metrics or how we measure, you know, how our team is doing. Yeah, last year I really was hoping it would be the year of human resources and I have all these great ideas of things I want to move forward with and do more of. And um, one of them was a team health survey and I hadn't gotten to the point where I was ready to dig into that yet, but one of our team members suggested it. So we kind of pushed it forward as something to do and get implemented, even if we we weren't doing it 100% wonderfully yet. Well, I know doing like a team health survey and, and checking in with your team, it's super big in the corporate world. It's really big in like companies that have 25, 50 plus employees. For a company like us, we're under 20 employees. We, uh, you know, we see all of our employees a lot. Not not every single one of them. Some of them are in the field and we don't get to see them that often, check in with them. But for, you know, the ones that are in the office, the 10 that are in the office, we, we interact with on a daily basis. So we always have kind of felt like, you know, we have a pretty good pulse on what's going on in the company. Right. We try to do regular KRA check-ins. Granted, we are not super on top of doing them as regularly as we should. We have implemented the Entree Leadership Weekly Reporting Tool, so that's kind of a chance for them to check in. But this was kind of more of a pinpointed specific questions. And so my thought was, even if it's not how we want to run it forever, we could at least get something started so we have a baseline for future reference. And and I think that, you know, we realized that even though we felt like we were doing a good job checking in with them and knowing what was going on or how they were feeling, there were several things that we weren't. Like there were several parts of, I think, everybody's job that maybe we weren't, you and I weren't doing a great job of, you know, making sure they were happy or they felt good about how they were getting their job done, how they were hitting their KRAs or what their expectations were. Right. And so we had the team member who wanted to move forward with it. She drafted some questions and we looked at it and kind of started digging in and doing some of our own research on what's the best way to format the questions and how many questions should we have. So I reached out to my my advisory group and kind of said, hey, who's doing this? Can I get your examples? And we had 
great feedback from our, you know, our advisory group and our peers. Um, Some people are doing really long surveys and some people are doing really short surveys. So we kind of looked through everybody's questions and thought and highlighted what did we think worked best for our team and our company. And I had our admin team all do it, too. And we kind of picked out the ones that overlapped. And we did we did a we did a survey on Google Docs. So it didn't cost us anything. We didn't have to do anything crazy. You, we were able to put it together and send it out to everybody. And we did, uh, I think there were 10 questions on it. Is that correct? Nine, 10 questions on the survey? Yeah, I think we just had, We I wanted it to be short, nine, 10 questions, and then a spot for them to like, if there was feedback that they wanted to throw in there, that they could. And I feel like when um, it was brought to us, it was a little bit more, I think some of the questions were more pointed towards culture in some ways, or do you felt like they were more pointed towards their job descriptions? I think some of the original questions were pointed towards um, proving that other people felt the same way they felt, and we needed to kind of spin spin those questions to not necessarily a more positive, but a more open, um, where it would be across the board, like yeah. uh, the, you know, get a good sense of how everyone was feeling. Well, I remember you and I read the first draft of the questions and the the questions all were in the negative. Yeah. You know, do you feel upset when you get assigned your the such and right. such? You know, they were all sort of drafted towards the negative. As opposed to like, how do you feel? Right. So I think that's kind of where, you know, we landed. I mean, I'll give examples, Allison, if you want, of a couple of the uh, of the questions um, that we did. And and all the most of, of the answers that were given were like, you know, one, all of the time, two, most of the time, three, some of the time, four, not really ever or other. And we like to blank from the field, fill in. So like one of them was like, my job description and key results area are clear. I know what I'm supposed to be doing each day. And so then they would pick one of those answers. And, the you know, a couple of the other ones were, you know, I've been trained in the core process of my job. I understand how to do my job in a way that works best. And so that was like agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree. So, you know, we were trying to get more of a balance feel for what people were going for. Right. And something that we can use as a as a benchmark over the long period over the long period of time. And then I, I think there were questions that were definitely more, you know, feel questions. How does a person feel? Like those are do you feel like you're being trained? Do you feel like we're helping you do your job? Right. And in those questions, I wanted to make sure that um, even though our systems and procedures are always improving, kind of where are we right now? Are, do we, are, are we finding big holes in our systems and our onboarding right now? Yeah. One of the questions was, I have the capacity to meet all expectations in my current role. And that was trying to make sure that everybody felt like they were trained in their job. Right. Um, and then we got into sort of the the feel questions. So we had questions like, I feel confident in my current role. I feel supported by by my coworkers. So those were the kind of like, I feel that there's good communication amongst the team. So there was a group of questions in there that were more about how the person feels. And that kind of played a little, those played a little bit more towards culture. Right. And, you know, again, using these as a standard, there are going to be times where people feel one way or feel another way. And where's the pulse of what the team is feeling right now? And how concerned were you when we did this that, you know, you caught somebody on a bad day, a day that maybe 
you had reprimanded them for doing something wrong or something happened on a project and they were just frustrated. What was the concern level of that? Um, it's high because it is kind of literally point in time. Um, we gave them a two-week window to fill it out. So hopefully that they picked days where they weren't angry and frustrated. Um, we had a few people not fill it out. And um, again, we're a small team, so I could kind of tell who didn't fill it out. Um, they We didn't ask for their names or anything, but I had two I had two people who told me specifically that they didn't fill it out, be, fill it out because they said we talk all the time these aren't these are things that i would bring to you if i if i felt like they weren't you know we weren't doing them well um you know because we try to do the kras and because i i try to check in in person at every, with everybody every day they thought that it was redundant to the point where they didn't need to spend their time on it yeah we had one employee that basically said it was a waste of their time to do it because we know how they feel and they're comfortable telling us how they feel. But again, that's almost where you want to be, you know, and then we had some people who didn't fill it out at all. And so I don't know. Right. Um, did they not? And they didn't tell me, did they not fill it out because they felt they felt like that person did? Or did they not fill it out because they felt like it was just going to be negativity? Um, you know, I I tell them all the time, I can't fix things I don't know about. Well, and I think that's that's sort of key to, to what this is, is that, you know, we have grown, at least especially from the office setting, we have grown where we have multiple people and multiple personalities in our office now. And so it used to be when there were four of us in the office, we just all talked to each other. There were four of us. I knew when a, an employee came in and had a bad day or was having a bad day because they were 10 feet away from me. We were in a small office. We were close. Now that the company's grown a little bit and we have more employees in there, I think that it's important for us to be having, you know, different ways to connect with people. Because there are days that I, there might be an employee that's in an office downstairs that I don't see all day because I'm upstairs in my office. Right. And I have a lot of venues to communicate, but at the same, but at the end of the day, I can't force you to communicate. If you don't talk in your KRA meeting. If you don't fill, let us know in the weekly reporting tool. If you don't fill out the team health survey, I can't, those aren't problems that I can fix. And that's something that I have to get over because I get emotionally disturbed and upset by it. And team health and culture go hand in hand. And so we're using this all this information to keep moving us forward as a team and keep the culture happy healthy and keep the team healthy. Yeah, it's one of those things where we're continuing to evolve as owners to try to learn ways to keep the team healthy. And and when you have a lot of employees, when you're when you have 20 employees, it's 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 nearly impossible to make everybody happy. You're just not going to do it. Right. And uh, for a high eye like you, that's It's really hard, hard for me. It's super hard for me because I want everybody to like you and me and us and be happy and they and want to come to work and be excited about coming to work every day. And when you have that many employees, I mean, think about yourself. Like there are days that I go to work and I don't want to work and I'm frustrated and I'm angry and I know I'm going to have to deal with a phone call or an email or whatever that I don't want to have to deal with. Like now I've got 20 employees and they probably there's probably one person a day that has one of those things come up in their day. So, uh, uh, you know, it's it's tough. We did end the survey. We let the like sort of the last question in the survey was this sort of like open ended paragraphy question, Allison, that was like, do you have any other insights for your role for goal? It was just very open ended. It was like, give us what you're thinking right now. Right. And um and how many people filled that that one specifically out? Of the people that filled out, how many people filled that out? Um, I think one or two. One was j 
just like one was no constructive help. It was just like a positive rah-rah towards the team. Like I think that we're all doing really well. And one had a couple of suggestions. Yeah. So, you know, and that was one of the, when we did the survey on Google, that was one of the questions you didn't have to answer. Right. So uh, you had to answer all the multiple choice questions, but not that one. So you got all of this data. You got all this information from the survey, Allison. What was sort of the next step from there? Well, the next step was I looked at it and kind of said, um, of the people who filled it out, if it was really positive. We were were really in the right track, in my mind, of um, being healthy. And so it was made me feel good because I felt like, okay, we can keep moving forward. And I know we've talked a few times, we've been really kind of moving forward on trying to start from the very beginning with our recruiting system. And in the last couple of years, we've really built it up, um, created an actual system on paper. We've utilized some of the entree leadership suggestions, some of the ideal team player suggestions um, to build um, an how to post a job, how to evaluate resumes and then how to go through the interview process and then as a team how to evaluate them. Well, and I think and we've talked about this before on the show. I know we t- we did a whole episode about, you know, the ideal team player and Patrick Lencioni and, and hiring and one of the one of the things I think we continually talk about is that I think for us, for you and I as business owners, especially over the last, you know, 4 or 5 years, culture has become very important. And so now, you know, from reading that book and and other things, we've really gotten uh, strong at hiring people, I think, that fit our, our culture. We just went through this process of hiring somebody. We had four candidates come in, and they were, they were all of those candidates met, you know, parts of the requirements for the job. One candidate was super smart. He definitely had all the tools to, to do the job. He, I mean, he probably had the best knowledge, the background knowledge uh, for the position, but we were concerned about the cultural fit. Right. And so we ended up choosing another candidate for that reason, for the reason of I, we felt like the candidate we chose was going to have a better cultural fit, was going to be a team player, was going to learn and want to grow in that role. And that was important for us. And what was fun, if, if you can call hiring anybody fun, was this is, was the first time that we had our whole team really participate in the, at this level. Um, and we all sat down and we talked about are they humble? Are they hungry? Are they smart? Think about the notes you took and why you liked them or didn't like them and how where did they fit in this? And some people's opinions altered a little as we talked it out. And I think that for the first time, um, because we had m- many more people involved, um, hopefully, knock on wood, you never know till they're here and they're part of the team. I think that we've done a really good job where everybody's on board with the candidate we picked. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it reminds us that team health and culture and hiring, they all go hand in hand. Like they're all part of that. You've got to hire the right people to help grow that culture, to cultivate that, that culture. And then, you know, that's going to, what's going to keep your team healthy and happy. And yes, you know, I would suggest like we did, if you're going to send out a, a survey, a team health survey, give Give them two weeks. Give it a two-week window or, or so for them to fill out the survey and tell them, you know, fill out the survey when you have time and you feel like you are in the right headspace to do it. Don't fill it out when you're angry. Don't fill it out when you're upset. You know, fill it out when you when you first come in or, you know, after lunch or whatever it might be that you mentally can be there to fill it out. Yeah. You know, and then we're still taking some of that information and building some of our other kind of HR internal systems where 
you know, how how can we use this information to have better KRA meetings? We're also kind of starting to implement um, recognition treats where month once a month we're kind of just doing something small. This month we did little bags of Cheez-Its with a note that said, hey, don't forget, um, it's really it might be really cheesy, but we love having you on our team. Just kind of something so that people feel recognized and that I know we're doing it regularly, but um, when you come in and you have a little note, a happy note like that with a snack on your desk, if you're having that bad day, that makes you feel better, you right. know? No, absolutely. I mean, and that's that's the whole idea. I, I think we want, you know, when you take the, the, when you check in with your team, you want them, you want to make sure that they're in a good headspace so that they do their job at peak performance. And that's what this is all about. You know, you, uh, you expect if you hire someone, you expect if somebody's in their in a position that they're going to do their job. This doing a team health survey and doing these things like the recognition treats and and we'll talk about our weekly question and all these fun things that we do. That's to help them be able to perform, you know, at their peak to yeah. be, you know, to be happy and healthy and want to do their job. And again, we're a small business. Um, our budget is tight. It doesn't have to cost a lot. The box of Cheez-Its doesn't cost a lot. I can't take everybody deep sea fishing. Um, that just isn't within our budget. I can't take everybody, you know, away for the weekend. But there are other ways to engage with people. Um, so like you said, one of the other things we do is a is a weekly question. I put it up on the board. Everybody puts their post-it note with the answers. And sometimes they're silly and sometimes they're serious. And sometimes they give us good insight into people like we did um, – one of the questions was my favorite dessert, and I literally wrote down it, so I had it for for us. So I have it for later. So if something's coming up, or somebody's birthday's coming up, I can get so and so his favorite blondies and leave him on his desk. We just had a team member leave, and as part of his, you know, last day, I picked up cannolis because that's his favorite dessert. Again, um, there's sometimes there's no other way to know besides to ask, and so this is a good way for me to get that information so that later on down the line, I can recognize you in a way that makes you feel special. Yeah, the weekly questions are fun. I mean, I also feel like everybody, even the weeks that it's like, you know, uh, what's your favorite type of weather, you know, the ones that, you know, are sort of just fun. I think it's fun because everybody wants to go and read them. Like everybody wants to go down to the conference room and see what everybody's put on. When we have clients uh, uh, or people come into the conference room, they're always like, what is that? And we're like, oh, every week we ask a team question. You and I were on a Zoom the other day with a client and they were like, what's all that stuff on your back wall? And so you keep all of the old ones on the wall behind your desk. <laughs> For several weeks. So usually I bring them into my office so I can put them, so I can make my notes and I have several weeks behind me. And um I'm a high C, so I'm very organized. So this is like my one section of my office that's not organized. And it was exactly where the camera was. I was like, oh, no, I should turn you so you can see my beautiful beachscape instead. So uh, definitely just do those kind of fun things to help, you know, with the team health and, the, and, and doing the survey. Yeah, again, so today was kind of a real check-in for you guys on... Um, something that you can do, it's real tactical, but doesn't have to cost you a lot of money, whether you're a five-person company or a 300-person company, um, you can modify something like this to fit your budget and your needs. And, you know, sometimes people think, oh, well, that's just fluff. But what we're finding is the more time we're spending on these kind of things, our team and our business is getting better. Um and it doesn't take a ton of time. It takes time, but I'm trying to implement it in ways that it's not overwhelming. And, and just remember that 
I like the the idea, and we do this. You're doing this with the recognition treats that people like surprises. People like little things out of the out of the blue, and you know, and little recognition. So they don't have to be big. You don't have to do anything big. People like little things. So do that every now and then. Give them a little recognition. You know, and it doesn't have to be in the form of a financial bonus if that's hard for you or in your business. It can be a lot of other things. It can be, you know, even if it's something small as walking in and saying, "Hey, you're doing a great job. I know I haven't had time to talk with you. You doing? Let's let's go out to lunch. You know, let's. I, those kind of things will help people stay engaged and be engaged in your company. So if you're looking for some ideas, if you want to do the recognition treats, but you're not sure how to go about getting started, um, visit the resource section of our website, marriedwithabusiness.net, and scroll down to recognition treats, and you'll be able to find a list of some of the ideas that we're doing in our office. And if you're having problems with your team health and you need something to help you sort of get out of that, you know, we've recommended in the past The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. But Allison, there's a book that kind of follows up to that. Yeah, so Patrick Lencioni did another book um, called Overcoming the Five Dysfunctions of a Team, a field guide for leaders and managers and facilitators. And so this kind of takes the five dysfunctions of the team to the next level where he offers more practical and specific guidance on um, overcoming the dysfunctions. He's got tools, he's got exercises, he's got assessments and real world examples. Um, I know that when I read the book, I got a lot of great ideas and this is the next step to how to take those ideas and implement them or how to get started. Yeah, and we're big fans of Patrick Lencioni and all of his books. And you can get almost every single one of his books on audible.com. And you can get a free 30 days of Audible on us. Just go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. Sign up there. You get a free 30 days of Audible and download Five Dysfunctions of a Team or Overcoming Five Dysfunctions of a Team, any of those books by Patrick Lencioni or something else you want to read. So thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Remember, you can find us online. So look for us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried. You can also search for us on Facebook, Married with a Business. We'll be back next week with another show. Thanks for listening. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're Married with a Business. <laughs>